next period in our church we're doing we're going to be going deeper into the gospel of mark um and but before we get into that i just want to show a short cliff from an old cliff richard movie that some of you might be familiar with so thanks Tim. big news big news big news big news have you heard the news Here's some news to hit the headlines. Tell your papers that I hold page one. Have you heard the news? I'll give you a headline story. You'll be cheering when my story's done. Gentlemen, I want to make a statement. I want you all to hear. Listen closely to me for the story of the year. I found a plan for living to last me all through life. I'm gonna take that girl of mine and then make her my wife. Have you heard the news? Have you heard what I've been saying? I've been saying that she's the gal for me. Now here's another statement to all of you today. When you get my story, then print the words I say. Tenants banner headlines for everyone to see. I'm gonna wed this girl of mine Cause she said she's in love with me Now you've heard the news Now you've heard why I'm so happy I'm so happy And it's clear to see Now you've heard the news Now you've heard why I'm so happy I'm so happy cause she's in love with me So just a teaser from a, a... Family favourite of ours is from Summer Holiday, so um, yeah. And in that, the character that um, Cliff Richard is playing, he declares that he's got big news. He wants 10-inch batter headlines because he's found something that he's fallen in love with. And he thinks that's the secret to life and happiness. I'm like, mm, maybe not quite, but in that story, it, it makes sense. But he had big news and he wanted to shout it out to everyone. How do you get your news today? Do you read the paper? Do you watch the nightly news? Do you have a news alert or an app on your phone or on your computer? Does your news come to you via social media or another way? A recent survey done in 2022, um, just last year, on how Australian adults receive their news tells us that 42% of people still receive their news um, via TV. Um, 26% receive it online and 19% receive it via social media. But considering social media is online, that equals up to 45% of getting the news via some source on the internet. Um, 6% get it in radio and only 6% get it in print, so in in newspapers or magazines. Um, It's it's amazing how quickly that has changed. I do remember um, being a teenager and being a kid and every that every week my dad would get the Sunday paper um, but that doesn't happen so much even more even for my my family my father he doesn't go out and get the paper anymore um, and I personally don't think I've ever purchased a newspaper in my adult life the only time I tend to use newspapers is when I'm doing crafts with kids <laughs> so so communication and the way we share news has changed I mean it's changed over time it's been changing ever since the invention of the printing press way back in the, the 1400s. Um, 
because the printing press enabled mass produced production of books and eventually newspapers and so on forth. But in my lifetime, I mean, the internet came on board. It, it developed. Um, it's, that's where I get most of my news. I don't watch the nightly news. Um, I don't watch much of traditional TV anymore either. So, yeah, my news comes from online, social media. I will get, like... Facebook or Twitter or something would go with some news event or something, you know, someone's died, this thing happened in this country, and that's how I get my news. But back in the day, before the printing, before the printing press and stuff, a lot of news was, was spread through either handwritten letters or through the word of mouth, through you actually going up and telling someone the news, telling something of the events that's happened. <clears throat> Um, and that's how the scriptures were passed on. First, they were, they were spread through the word. The, the, the Old Testament stories were an oral um, presentation, were an oral um, medium. And then it was written down in scrolls and then meticulously copied throughout the ages till we get to our modern, our Bible that we have today. Um, so leaders and scholars, they dedicated their lives to actually meticulously copying down accurately um, scriptures from the, the previous scroll that they had. And in the ancient world, the times of Jesus, it was actually estimated that the literacy rate was only about 3%. And when I say 3%, we're talking only males were, almost only males were taught how to read. Um, so people relied heavily on the word of mouth to spread news. <coughs> on, <coughs> they relied heavily on the word of mouth um, in their learning, in their teaching. It's how they told the stories of their people. It's how they passed on legacies. So all that's just a brief introduction into our passage today and the start of our dive into the Gospel of Mark. So Mark begins not with a story about the birth of Jesus, his lineage, his lineage, or a story about his parents, Mary and Joseph. Instead, it begins with the story about John the Baptist. So let me read it to you from Mark chapter 1, verses 1 to 8. It's titled, John the Baptist Prepares the Way. In the beginning of, in the, beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in the Isaiah prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord and make pa straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They, were, they were baptised by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. He ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptise you with water, but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. So John the Baptist is a rather unique individual. Um, as the Kidspot video earlier pointed out, and the passage, he lived in the wilderness eating locusts and honey. Here, so he was a bit kooky, a bit out there, so why were people bothering to come and see him and listen to him? I don't know. I mean, sometimes a spectacle grabs your attention, doesn't it? 
you, you see someone wear something a bit out there, a bit different, their hair's maybe not a natural colour, you do tend to maybe take a bit of notice. Um, maybe John used that to his benefit. Um, Mark paraphrases both the prophets Malachi and Isaiah before he actually introduced John the Baptist. Um, so he said, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way, a voice of one calling in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord and make his path straight for him. So that is actually a paraphrase of Malachi 3.1 who says, I will send my messenger who will prepare a way before me. And then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant who you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. And then again in Isaiah 40 verse 3, in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. John is sent to the Jews, breaking out the 400 years of biblical prophetic silence to bring the message, um, to bring the message of good news to the people. The news that the Messiah is coming, the one that was prophesied, is about to turn up. And... I'm sure it was a very interesting sight to see and a very interesting message for people to hear. Something that got people's attention. It gave them pause and they listened. So what was his message? It was big news. It was a message of repentance. It was a message of forgiveness of their sins. It was also a message of baptism. He was telling people to prepare themselves for the coming saviour, for the Messiah. He was telling them to make their hearts ready to receive him, to be ready for his, his coming. The Gospel of Matthew explains it like this in chapter 3. It says, In those days John the Baptist came, preaching, the wilderness, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan, confessing their sins. They were baptised by him in the Jordan River. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptising, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming of wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance? And do not think that you can say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. I tell you, that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees. Every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown in the fire. It was a message of good news for those that received the message, but also a warning for those that wanted to pervert and, and twist the message of God. And for those that had already been twisting and changing God's, God's law to suit themselves. He didn't hold back. I'm sure if he was here today, and this is happening today, he, using today's technology, he would have held a large press conference or a live streaming event, or maybe he might have just stood on the street corners and just, just speaking to anyone that walked by. Whatever he would have chosen, John knew that God was asking him to prepare a way for Jesus, who was his cousin, incidentally, which... As an interesting twist of the tale. But he did so with passion, with fervour. He did so unwavering in the message. And people came out to hear it. And through that, he began baptising people. And people became followers of God. Followers of the one true living God. 
And it's a great story. And it's a great story, a place for Mark to start with. Um, and it's fascinating when we explore biblical texts of how we can see God's message woven through the stories, through the prophecies in the Old Testament, and how they are fulfilled in the New Testament with the coming of Christ. But God's story is not over yet. Scripture tells us that Jesus Christ is coming back. In Hebrews 9:28, we're told, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many, and he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him, to us. And John tell, says in Revelation, not John the Baptist, by the way, another John, says in Revelation 1-7, he says, look, he comes with the clouds of heaven, and everyone will see him. Everyone will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the nations of the world will mourn for him. Yes, Amen. And don't we say amen to Jesus coming back? That's the good news we get to share today. We, continue, we get to continue the work of John the Baptist, continue to share the good news of repentance and forgiveness of our sins and how Jesus died for us on the cross um, to save us. But we also get to share the fact that he is coming back, that his death on the cross wasn't for nothing, that he rose again and he still lives. And there are many ways we can do that today. We have amazing tools of communication at our fingertips. Tools that can take our message and does today take me speaking to all around, to people that are at home and through the recording to other places in the world. But we mustn't neglect to use our voice every day. Just to talk to the people we meet, the people in our lives that we see each day, and remind them that there is good news, that there is hope, that it's not all for naught. So as we conclude the, surface, the service, I have a few questions. We're going to give some reflection time. Um, we're going to play some music, some reflection time. You can, um, and there's some few response questions. So feel free if you want to, to um, on your response cards, on, on your seats, you can answer one of these, you can send a prayer to God and they can, they can be collected up during the, the offering. So, But the questions are, is, what's stopping you from sharing the gospel with others? Or maybe you need to ask, what do I need to do to help prepare others to hear the good news of the gospel? And very importantly, who in my life do I actually need to share this good news with, this good news about Jesus Christ? So... We get some time reflection as we play some music.